turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hump day. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. Super glad to have you guys here with me. Uh, if I sound a little like half here, half half with the show, half out, it's because y'all know I, I cruise Instagram during the breaks to look at food. And somebody has just released, Open Table has just released the 50 best restaurant winners for 2023. And none of them look like anything I'd want to eat at. Who is picking these and and most of them aren't even in the United States. Who was going to Slovenia for a good meal? Can somebody explain that to me? I don't know. Maybe financial thought doctor has gone to Slovenia to enjoy the culinary artistry. I'm surprised there. he's not on that on that list with all the prime ribs he's been cooking. Well, yeah, I'd rather go. I'd rather go hang out it with Elhoff in his in his hot tub while he cooks up a prime rib then go eat Slovenian food. I don't even know what that is. 888-344-1170 if you know what Slovenian food is. Hey, Financial Thought Doctor. Hey, AK, how are you, Dynamite? Well, I'm awesome. Um, I'm perplexed by uh, this list of 50 best restaurants. Okay, now they're just mocking me. The UK. Have you been over to the UK, Elhoff? You know they're serving up them gray sausages over there. There's there's nothing good food going on over in London. Uh, Yes, I've been to the UK. And you're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> you go there for many things, but not for the food. Okay. No, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, who is, isn't it, this kind of reminds me of um, like when they have those awards for the 50 best places to live in the United States or, you know, the top this yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's, it's so, it's so nonsensical. None of it makes sense. Um, but glad to, glad to have you with me tonight. Um I don't know if you wanted to weigh in on, it's kind of related to finances. Everybody today, and I didn't send this to you to wrap about tonight, but the fallout from this Hunter Biden plea deal yesterday seems that, um, you know, uh, he's getting a slap on the wrist for not paying his taxes. Have you ever had a client that just, you know, the IRS found out that they just hadn't filed and wasn't paying their taxes and said, oh, okay. Well, not really. Uh, I, I tell you, <laughs> you know, it depends upon whose side you are, right? So this has come down to the fact that we don't have justice yeah. 
for everybody. Right. It's just if you're on the left, then we have excuses that get you by and you get slapped on the wrist. I mean, if that was anything to do with the Republican, they mm-hmm. would have tossed him in the boat, set it afire, and set it down the street. Yep. And I tell you, I, this Justice Department is killing me. Yeah. They're supposed to be the ones that are keeping track of everything that is wrong and bringing justice to it. Now we can have excuses that if you're Democrat, you're the son of the vice president, son of the president, then, oh, we might need to take it easy on you. But on the other hand, then what did they do? They're trying to get Trump on 400 years mm. in, in for less. Yeah. Crap that Over documents. That. For documents. Yeah. Yeah. And their and their main argument is, well, you know, it's it's well, the difference between Trump and Biden is that Biden handed him over right away. First of all, he didn't. Second of all, he was a senator when he made off with classified documents. So it was illegal for him to take them. There's so many differences. Um, But I mean, it's it's crazy. And what I'm hoping is, is that now that now that um, there's there's so many minority people that are looking at, at, at this Hunter Biden situation, people with kids in jail for the same crimes there's even celebrities that have gone to jail for the same crimes like Wesley Snipes went to jail for he was sentenced for I think for three years only served four months but he went to prison for not filing and not paying his taxes and now we find out today that the Justice Department and the FBI specifically let the statute of limitations run out on uh, some of his tax crimes just so that they could give him a sweetheart deal meanwhile it's like tax time is coming Coming up in California, everybody got a delay to pay their taxes into um, the fall because of being declared with some floods or whatever. But tax time for the average American is is a time of great panic for many because if they can't afford to pay their taxes. What do they do? And if they and if they don't pay them, they're going to face penalties and fines, if not going to jail. So, but yet here he gets to skip. And you, we, you and I haven't talked a whole lot about the whole tax thing, um, but it's certainly a factor in managing your money and trying to find ways. And there's nothing illegal in um, looking for ways to pay less taxes, is there? No, it is not. Judge Leonard Hand wrote. A, a uh, sentence many years ago, there's nothing wrong for you to explore the tax codes and the codes of the government in order to avoid paying taxes. Yeah, tax avoidance is not a crime. Tax evasion is a crime, like what's going on with Hunter Biden. Um, before we get into some of your advice, I, I think it's criminal that, first of all, I, I, you and I haven't talked much about Ukraine, but a blank check for Ukraine when there's no effort to try to find peace or to try to broker peace. It's just, but looks, appears to be like a money laundering situation. And then we find out yesterday that the Pentagon, um, finds an extra $6.2 billion because of it, of an accounting error. And then instead of just giving the money back to the citizens, oh, we're just going to forward that on to Ukraine. What? Goes back in the pot. <laughs> yeah, back in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> the Ukraine what the, pot. 
what's a few billion dollars a month, friends? I mean, yeah. on, <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you? We're paying Ukraine to keep the Soviet Union off our backs or off Western uh, Europe. And, but, you know, it is ridiculous. It's, oops, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. How many times were you able to say, oops, I made a mistake, boss, and yeah. I just cost you $50,000 more? Right. You'd hit the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guarantee nobody was fired here. No, they're glad. They're glad over the $6 billion. It's just more money they can send to Ukraine. We're just off the rails from our Justice Department to our debt and, and, and inflation. Um, I meant to look today to see. I, I don't know if there was any decision that was made on any increases in rates. Um, I know I think that we can expect that there will be another increase in, in rates coming up shortly. Don't you agree? Well, it, you know, it may not be shortly. It may be a little bit further down the road because the Fed didn't raise the rates last week. And okay. they should have. They should you have. Know, they should have. Yes. Now, whether the, they project in that, okay, they're going to raise them next month, I don't know. But right now, we've had a little bit of a decrease in rates. But, folks, if you buy the major item. You need to shop around and you, you need to figure out what you can afford because that's been the big issue, the housing market. Yeah. Is that it costs people more to buy the same thing. A year ago, you could buy a house for, for uh, uh, $1,500 and it was $500,000 house you're getting. Today, yeah. it's like 318000 Yeah. So it's taking a lot of people out of the market. Right mm-hmm. in the heart of the market. And yet we still have not a lot of houses on the market. So going forward, there's two issues. Eventually, that's going to be fixed. People are going to absorb the extra cost. But it also means that multifamily rentals are in great demand. And yeah. they still are. And oh, yeah. going to be because they're not being constructed to the level that we need to have. So. No, like here in San Diego, new apartment buildings are all like luxury. Like, you know, like I really need a rooftop movie theater. You know, no. You know, it's like, cause it, it, I mean, that's literally what we've got here. And that's why there's one bedroom apartments in San Diego. They're like $4,000 a month in their 700 square feet so that you can pay for this fancy workout room or this, you know, lounge area out here. You know, it's like, why? That's so, I, you know, look, what people do with their money is, is their business, but there's no way I would dump that kind of money every month into a rental where you get nothing out of it so that you can, you know, so that you can go hang out on the roof and watch a movie. Are you kidding me? Go rent someplace cheaper, save your money and buy a place. That, you know, but, but they want to turn us into Copenhagen, right? They want to turn us into New York City, move us into urban areas, have us in a smaller footprint, you know, over quote climate change. I mean, that, that's, that's the game plan to try. It's, it's about central planning. It's about trying to change us from being a, a culture of family and kids in a backyard and, you know, life as we used to know it and turn us into Scandinavia where nobody's in a space big enough to have a kid. 
Well, if you remember 20 years ago or 30 years ago, Japan had the issues with they were yeah. renting beds. Yeah, <laughs> renting beds, yeah. Well, all you need is a bed to sleep now and then, and you go to McDonald's every day. Yeah. So that's practically that's practically how New York is. New York is literally renting apartments for like two grand a month that are 75 square feet. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, and and the average American is, there's some Americans wondering, maybe it just never makes sense for me to buy. Because I think you were reporting last week, there's very few places in the country right now to where, it used to be to where if you could get the down payment, your mortgage payment would be less than rent. It's not the case anymore. So people are having to rethink whether or not, you know, and do they buy now or do they wait and hope their rates are going to go down? I mean, these are decisions that depend on your age, how much money you've got, what your plans are long term. These are all the things that you discuss with people. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, you know, it's not what they see. It's what they don't see. That's going to bite them in the butt. Yeah. You know, that's where I come into play and say, tell me what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then I go and say, well, doing what you're doing is doing this. And that results in that and that and that. Now, how can we re-engineer this situation so that what you're doing is going to give you the maximum financial potential you can achieve during your lifetime? Because the formula most advisors use, again, I've talked about this formula, it's a traditional formula. You put money to work over time at a rate of interest, and you build on the accumulation. Right. But, you know, let's say you did that from age 30 to 60. You put in $1,000 a year. You got a million dollars at age 60. What is the purchasing power of that million dollars at age 60? Good question. After, taxes, after inflation, after all fees and everything else that are going to eat away at it, you may have less than 400,000 purchasing power Ouch. for that. Ouch. So people need <laughs> to understand there are a lot of things working against them. And rather than be scared about it, knowing it, so you see what's happening, you see what's going down. you got our sky-high debt in the United States. Folks, you're probably in the lowest tax bracket you're ever going to be in. That's for sure. Yeah. Today. So how do you maximize that into the future? Well, what the government and and, uh, Wall Street want you to do, they want to take money, okay, and say you're going to save taxes. You're not saving taxes. Right. You're deferring taxes to the future. There's a difference. Yes, there is. So you don't have tax savings in your pocket because you put money into an IRA. Right, right. It is in the plan to be taken out at a rate that you have no idea what it's going to be, what the condition the government's going to be in. Not to mention, they know where all these IRAs, 401ks, the trillions of dollars that are in there. And what do you think those those people in government are doing. They're planning, they're plotting and planning on how they're going to get at that money. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. And they're not even trying to hide it at this point. No, exactly right. So you need to call me, folks, and have a conversation. 619-548-0965. 619-548-0965. A lot of these concepts are available at my website, financialthoughtdoctor.com. Spell it all. Financialthoughtdoctor.com. Now, sometime and, soon, we're, you're gonna we're gonna do a, a little special segment on this Irma thing, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Whenever you're ready. Okay. We're ready. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. I'll make an announcement, and you're definitely gonna want to make sure everybody you know is tuned in in for that because uh, prepare to be shocked. And uh, but this is information that you need to have. Uh, people so are, people are saying that they're concerned about Social Security government. Already has a plan. Yes, and it's and it's scary to rob you of your to rob security. you of your social security. So we're gonna we're gonna bring that information to you real soon. Elhoff, thank you so yes. much for being here, my dear. Take it easy. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Stay tuned. We're gonna switch from that Navy fighter pilot fi- fighting meadows uh, to the submersible story and what's happening in the North Atlantic tonight. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. All eyes are kind of trained tonight on the North Atlantic as everybody is is focused on this missing Titanic submersible. For some reason, I have trouble saying this word. We'll just call it the Titanic subsearch. I can't even imagine what these people mentally are going through, Andrew. I, I can't either. Uh, I would hope that as a Christian, that my faith would give me some kind of semblance of peace. Um, you know, it's certainly your faith certainly gets put to the test at, at, at a situation like this. I, I don't know whether or not these are people of faith. I, I imagine they're terrified, horrified, um, probably writing notes to family members. So if they're, you know, found that they can leave behind a message to family. We know that uh, the some Canadian, for some reason, the Canadian Canadian officials or search people or Canadian organization has heard some banging uh, taking place. I, I also understand that a French deep diving robot that can dive almost 20,000 feet is being rushed to the site. I'm wondering what took them so long. It's just one of the things that's, that's shocking to me about this is that they waited eight hours to report this, this missing to the Coast Guard. It wasn't the U.S. Coast Guard that heard uh, this banging. Somehow it was the Canadians. Yeah, I want to know like what that safety line is. So if X amount of hours have passed, why wasn't it taken care of right away? I, I don't understand. Um, it... it, it, it I don't understand how it could have been allowed to go missing. You, how do you, how do you even have an expedition like this that has any possibility of going missing? I mean, you would think, uh, and I like again, I don't know that line, but an hour after when they're supposed to check in, hey, we have not heard from them in an hour. Shouldn't just sound up the alert then, right? I mean, the CBS reporter who went and, and took this, this expedition the year before said that the next day after he went down, it was missing four to five hours. He said that they all conceded to that. Yeah, probably a good idea to put a beacon on this thing so it could be 
found if it was lost, and they didn't. So this, to me, looks like a serious case of negligence. Evidently, there's reports coming out that there had been threats of lawsuits. Uh, one of the people on board here, I don't know if it was the billionaire Hamish, I think his, his name is, uh, who uh, tweeted the last tweet he sent to somebody was, yeah, I'm a little scared. Hopefully it's going to turn out okay kind of thing. Some people are saying, you know, well, you know, you, you, you know, you get what you deserve, you know, going down and taking these risks. Um, but, you know, they, it's supposed to be a calculated risk. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a death warrant. It's not supposed to be that. These people trusted this organization so there's two things that, that concern me. One is the lack of, of safety protocols, lack of emergency response plan, um, and, and, and the, this seemed to be like a MacGyver, you know, um, situation going on in terms of slipshod, you know, you know, the, the shell of this thing itself seems like it was obviously likely constructed well i guess but inside i mean using a logitech you know playstation controls and just it just seems shoddy shoddy and they don't seem like they've got any kind or had any kind of proper emergency protocols even after this thing went missing for four hours and then when i don't understand why if the french had a way to you know why we don't have the coast guard doesn't have any kind of uh, of the, which, well, that kind of leads me back to this expedition company in the first place. If part of your emergency protocols has to be understanding whether or not there's anybody who can rescue you at that depth, if there's a problem, and then being able to pull the trigger on that. And if the United States Coast Guard doesn't have the ability to go down 20,000 feet, then you need to have some partnership already set up with these French people that can go down 20,000 feet. But why are they now being brought in in the 11th hour? I just don't understand any of all this. Well, of course, people have started digging and some people are saying the answer to all this is wokeism. Because here is a clip that somebody found of the CEO of OceanGate, who happens to be down on the vessel, by the way. He is one of the people trapped. And here is here he is talking about, uh, you know, instead of hiring anti, uh, not anti, former military Navy submariners, uh, he wanted to go for, for a type of worker who was a little more inspirational, even though not experienced. Skins, please play a clip. I, I don't have a number on it. Ocean to, CEO. To what he talks about, the CEO talks about hiring people. Uh, yes, I mean, when I started the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they, they typically um, have uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. But a 25-year-old uh, you know, who's a sub-pilot or a, a platform operator, one of our techs, can be inspirational. And so we've really tried to, to get um, very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals involved because we're doing things that are completely new. We're taking approaches that are used largely in the aerospace industry is related to safety and uh, some of the, the preponderance of checklists, uh, things we do for risk assessments and things <laughs> like that that are more aviation related than um, ocean related. And we can train people to do that. We can train someone to pilot the sub. We use a game controller um, so anybody can drive the sub. Wow. 
You're going to pop 250 grand to go down 12,500 feet. And are you, and when you're hiring, when you're paying that kind of money to do this kind of exploration, is that what you're thinking to yourself? Are you thinking, gee, I hope it's some untrained, inexperienced 25 year old, because that would just be so inspirational to me. Or are you hoping that the people behind the operation, Understand ocean, oceanography, oceans, how they work, water, all that submariner stuff. Instead, he's talking about stuff related to aviation, aviation related technologies instead of ocean related technologies. Gee, you think that could be part of the problem here? Getting back to this French um, rescue operation, Hervé Berville, the French Secretary of State for uh, the Sea, said the research vessel Atlante was on its way to the rescue site. Um, It's equipped with a remote-operated vehicle, Victor 6000, which is operated by cable and carries out observation and handling tasks to a depth of 6,000 meters, which is 19,700 feet. It was expected to be there uh, by 8 p.m. Wednesday, so it should be there. Um, Hopefully, they say, just hours before the oxygen uh, runs out. So it is literally a race against time. And then what I'm wondering about is, I don't know, it's been a long time since I was a certified scuba diver. Certainly, I don't know anything about this submersible thing, but I I don't know, how do they get them up? How do they get the people out of this, or are they going to tow it? I mean, how do they, how do they get, how do they rescue the people at that depth? Well, it's, and I'm sure it's got to be tricky because you got to worry about how much pressure is inside the submersible. Exactly. And you got, it, it's it's going to be a delicate operation. How do they get them out? Because if you, you can't surface that quickly, they're in a pressurized situation. How are they going to get them from that pressurized situation into another sub? Or is this thing supposed to, you know, get them to the surface and are they going to have enough air to do it? And how do they do that? I mean, I would assume that you're not going to get the bends by going back to the surface unless you, unless you, you're go, go way up quickly. But I, I have, don't know. But you bring up an excellent point because I have heard that and I don't know what the rate is, but yeah, you cannot go up too quickly because it can have, um, it, it can have some health implications. And what, uh, and yeah, you get, you, you get too much, you know, air bubbles in, in your bloodstream and then you die and are there, it, it does, do, does, then once they get them to the surface, is there a hyperbaric chamber, you know, to, for, for them to, to, to be put in? Um, have they had food? Have they had water? What's the situation? I mean, this is, and then of course, when people are panicking, that can cause all kinds of stress on the body and all kinds of, of health issues. This is just a tremendously horrific situation. And, um, and it literally, I, I don't think it's hours at this point. I think it's minutes. And even when they, when once they get down there, it's going to be really uh, a, a difficult thing Gosh, to try to get them to the surface. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Um, Elon Musk did something really amazing today in pushing back against the transgender bullies on Twitter. We're going to talk about that and Riley Gaines. Talk about pushing back against transgender bullies. Riley Gaines gave quite some some really breathtaking, powerful statements today in front of committee. We're going to share all that with you when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, 
A guy named James Esses, I'm not E S S E S on Twitter, is a quote anti-trans commentator. So he complained of being harassed by a bunch of trans rights activists on Twitter. And he said this uh, yesterday after posting a tweet saying that I reject the word cis, C-I-S, and don't wish to be called it. I received a slew of messages from trans activists calling me sissy and telling me that I am cis whether I like it or not. Uh, just imagine if the roles were reversed, he said. Absolutely. Uh, because the, the, the left is, is uh, nothing but hypocrites when it comes to tolerance. And, uh, of course, they're, they're bullies is what they are. Um, so that went viral. So then Elon Musk chimes in and he says, Elon Musk himself, he says, repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive at minimum temporary suspensions. He went on to say, this is the interesting part. He went on to say the words cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. Ha! I love it. The left are masters at using words against us. This is made up language. There's no such thing as cis. There's no such thing as cisgender. There's no such thing as gender affirming care. Thank you, Elon Musk, for seizing back control over words because words matter. They're using made-up crap as though it's fact and using it against us. He went on to say um, that... um, I can't find where he said... Well, I already stated that there's going to be temporary suspensions if they continue. So I love the fact that it's considered a slur now because it absolutely is. I think this is fabulous. They're slurs. They're false. We need to be pushing back as hard as Elon Musk is by saying, no, we don't, we're not going to participate in your insanity. Every time I'm watching a conservative news outlet and they report anything on, on a story related to the genital mutilation of children and they use the words gender affirming care, I want to throw something at the TV. There's no such thing. We need to reclaim words in the society. It's incredibly important that we do that. If somebody tries to, I'm not going to, um, uh, I'm not going to use pronouns that are demanded of me. Not going to do, you know, under the guise of being nice, because there is nothing nice about this movement. This movement is about tyranny over Americans through a very small fringe and their, um, and and, well, the, the trans movement, the trans number of trans people in this country are fringe. The movement isn't fringe because the movement is being mainstreamed by the Democrats for power and at the expense of young women like Riley Gaines. Here's uh, her explanation as she spoke today at a hearing uh, on the Hill of what, what she went through when she was forced to. She was one of the swimmers who was forced to compete against Leah Thomas. Clip 14. In addition to being forced to give up our awards and our titles and our opportunities, the NCAA forced me and my female swimmers to swim to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four, 22 year old male equipped with and exposing male genitalia. Let me be clear about this. We were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. No one asked for our consent and we did not give our consent. And I'll, I'll set the scene as swimming locker room is not a place of modesty. You're undressing, you're fully exposed, 
And we were forced to take off our swimsuit in front of a man who was doing the exact same thing. If nothing else, I truly hope how you can see this is a violation of our right to privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. That's sexual assault. Sexual abuse. To force young women to strip naked in front of a biological male as he's naked. This is what the Democrat Party is doing to women. This is what this transgender movement is doing. It is monumentally narcissistic, self-serving, disgusting in the way that it tramples others out of their own selfish desires. And the Democrats don't care who they hurt. They don't care whose lives they destroy, especially the lives of young women. They don't care. And the Republican Party needs to stop worrying and caring about how they're going to be perceived by the media, whether or not they're, they're going to be loved by somebody. Stop worrying about some election two years from now. This country may not even exist two years from now. Do your job, Kevin McCarthy. Start impeaching people. Bring it to a vote. Do it now. Lives are literally being destroyed and ruined across this country. Hat tip to Riley Gaines. We've got another exchange here where, of course, they brought uh, the Democrats brought some African-American woman to come in there to prop this up, to prop up the insanity that is transgenderism and biological males competing against young women and young women being sexually harassed in locker rooms, being forced to strip naked in front of biological males. Here's an exchange uh, between this Democrat witness and Senator Kennedy and Riley Gaines once again putting them in their place. Clip 15. Women you don't that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as def- a definitive statement. <laughs> Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA do you see? <laughs> well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis. Right. That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger I mean, James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. So here this Democrat um, brought in African-American expert doesn't answer his question. He says, how many women you see in that NBA? Oh, well, you know, nobody could know. Oh, the men want to play Serena and there's no way they could score a point. And then Riley Gaines speaks up and said, except both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked man. Have you seen Serena and Venus Williams? They're built like Mack trucks. They are female phenoms. Incredible athletes. Incredibly strong. And they got beat by the 203rd ranked men. They've also been beat by women, by the way. The, it, it, one of the things that Riley Gaines said today was when she was confronting somebody, I don't remember who it was, she said, Mr. So-and-so, you, you asked earlier, you know, how I, you know, how my comments might, how, how I think my comments or, or my statements or, or my feelings might affect the transgender community, but how come nobody bothers to ask us how we feel, how we feel? 
about what's been done to us and what's being done. It was absolutely brilliant. It hasn't gotten as much media play today because of the Durham uh, hearings, but it, it was uh, Riley Gaines is a national treasure. She is the best spokesperson we could have to push back against the insanity of what's going on with this transgender movement against women because she is so incredibly articulate. She's poised. She's heartfelt. You could hear her, her, her voice trembling and fighting back tears as she talks about the sexual uh, uh, harassment in the locker room that she was forced to face, that she was forced to face. This was forced upon her and others. We're going to take a break. When we come back, final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Email me at andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline number is 844-814-5227. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So, but earlier in the show I was talking about how we needed the Republican Party needed to get a backbone and and uh, that uh, the American people, the voters, they need to do what their their base wants and their base wants impeachment. Their base wants accountability. Evidently, um there's a lot of infighting going on. There's over it. I think I mentioned that uh, Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to do impeachment. Doesn't feel like it's, you know, it, it, his excuses are midterms coming up. There's also two articles of impeachment, one from Marjorie Taylor Greene and one from Boebert. And according to even GOP witnesses, they got into a fight on the floor in the chamber, which it ended with Marjorie Taylor Greene calling Lauren Boebert a little B word. And, you know, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, reportedly said to her, I've donated to you, I've defended you, uh, but you've been nothing but a little blank to me. And you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. This is the kind of kind of thing that needs to be taking place behind closed doors. Why, you know, why are we the party of stupid skins? Can you explain that to me? We couldn't even get all... The Republicans never fail, Andrea, to waste an opportunity. They have a golden opportunity with the political climate right now to get a lot of stuff done and to hold feet to the fire, and they just refuse to do it. They just can't get their act together. We only have about five or six actual, like, America first, good conservative people in the House, and now they're fighting amongst each other. Get it together, people. Our country's at stake. Start making it happen. We need impeachment. So stop the infighting. Put one resolution together and bring impeachment. That that's what you need. That's what you need to be 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 discussing on how you can merge these things together. Not you know. It sounds like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, sounds like they both maybe I don't know are trying to you know make a name for themselves or have it be their own personal thing. This is not about you. This is about this country. And it needs to be saved. I like both of them, and I want them to stop thinking about themselves and 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 come together. Calling somebody the B word is not going to bring anybody to your side. That's that's not how you and Marjorie. Not anything, it's going to push them further away. Exactly, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's from the South. She knows that we. That's not that's not how you bring somebody together. You slop sugar, okay? As we say in the South. Um, another way we put it is if you you can tell somebody to go to H-E-L-L and if you do it the right way, they'll look forward to the trip. 
That's what we're raised to do in the South, right? When you're, when you're trying to bring somebody over to your side, you, you've, got to, you've got to finesse it a little bit. Off from fried chicken something. Yeah. So there's that going on. Um, let's see if there's any other breaking news on tomorrow night. Uh, the, uh, head of Drudge, ex-FBI analyst who kept classified info in the bathroom like Trump is going to prison. But he wasn't the president of the United States. See, an ex-FBI dude doesn't have the right to class, de- declassify or take classified documents. But see, the president does. That's what a lot of people seem to be missing from this whole thing. The president has privileges that others do not. Well, that's part of the facts that are not um, being told to the American people. They're just shoveling a bunch of nonsense uh, to the American people. And the American people are sucking it up because they don't know the truth. So Titanic 2 live updates in the time we have left. We only have a minute left on the show. Let's see if there's any additional news. Um, this says there's, uh, this is the, according to the U.S. Sun, there's about a 1% chance of success at this point. Um, British billionaire Hamish Harding um, had posted about poor weather before the exhibition just gonna. I, I'm probably gonna be glued to the news when I get home tonight. Uh, continuing to pray over these people. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care where they're from. I don't care what their belief system is. Lord, I'm just gonna be praying over these people because I just. It's like you were saying, skins. I, I can't imagine how harrowing and horrifying this is, and how they must be scared of of death and and scared of what it's gonna do to their families. And I just ask you, listeners out there, to join me in prayer for them. Um, all right, tomorrow night's show, we've got uh, Paula Witzel will be here from the San Diego County Republican Party to tell you everything that you need to know on getting active and running for office. John Guandola will be here from Understanding the Threat. We haven't talked about China. We haven't talked about what's going on with China and Taiwan and Anthony Blinken's trip, but it's something we need to be looking at because China is rising while we're sinking. And tomorrow night, you'll learn what you need to know about that situation. Follow me on other socials. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.